The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. Good day, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of The Print Files, the industry podcast for Australia and New Zealand print businesses. My name is Wayne Robinson, editor of Print21 magazine. In these straightened times, printers are always seeking new revenue streams. We've all heard about digital marketing. We've heard about cross-media integration. Is it for printers? How can we do it? What do we do? How do we do it? Um, today, I'm delighted to welcome uh, Pi to the podcast, and in particular, David Baldaro, Marketing Operations Manager of XMPI, and Ender Kavanagh, who many of you will know, the Regional Sales Manager for the Asia-Pacific. Um, let's start, guys. David, perhaps I can ask you, what is XMPI, and what can it do for print businesses? Thanks, Wayne. Well, XMPI, first and foremost, is a software platform, and it's a powerful marketing platform, really, for delivering one-to-one communications across print and digital channels in the same way that allow them to become personally relevant and creatively engaging. And essentially, we help our clients leverage data to deliver consistent brand experiences across touch points that could be print and digital that really look to build trust and loyalty across the entire customer lifecycle. So your software, the XMPI, would enable a traditional print business, uh, a company that's used to putting ink or toner on paper and creating brochures, mailers, uh, business cards. It would enable or it enables those businesses to get into digital communication as well, using the same data. In other words, going out through SMS, email, EDM, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a full platform for marketing communications. But if you look at many printers that want to expand their services, they you know, do more with the equipment they've got, you know, look to build into new markets. At that level, XMPI drives personalized print, which means that they can use whatever digital press they have and start to combine data with the design with their press's capabilities to deliver you know, truly powerful, engaging, personalized, and relevant print communications that build their volume. And then they can then take that one step further and start to scale up and do multiple things with it as well, including digital communications on the back of what they're doing with print. And, and what kind of print businesses can benefit from XMPI? Are, are you talking about the, the really big companies or can a, a small business with, with one digital press and three people uh, use XMPI as well? X, any. I mean, so XMPI, when we talk about scalability, and XMPI goes from the, you know, the one man, the one desktop printer up to multinational big chains you know, that have many, you know, much print capacity. The platform itself is scalable. You know, so one man or one business that has one digital press that wants to build their volume and start delivering better print communications to their clients can do that. And they can do that with the desktop versions of XMPI. And then as that volume grows and they become more competent and they're delivering more volume and more value to their customers, then they can expand as well into digital storefronts, into digital communications, into incorporating email communications within the, the pieces, SMS, like personalized video. It can go all the way up to full omni-channel campaigns. So it's a real stepping stone to building their business and bringing them closer to their clients. Yeah, because they're able to offer them more, I, I understand from what you're saying. I mean, you've talked there about various things, SMS, digital. Uh, does a print business need a computer whiz to install and run XMPI? Is it, is it something that requires a high level of computer knowledge? 
Not necessarily, but yes. And again, it depends on what you're doing. And I think that that that's the same for every industry and every you know every uh, piece of technology. Again, at the lowest level, if I've one man, one business, and one digital press, then the the skill set required is much minimal. You know, I just need the ability to be able to understand what data is and hook that into my design. I might be using the design internally. I might be using a design externally. So I need some uh, understanding of how data works and what I can do with data. And I need some understanding as to how that design works and how to combine the two together. Of course, the XMPI tools make that incredibly easy, but I still need some understanding of what data and design is and how they can work together. And of course, as you start to progress further and you start to go into digital storefronts and digital communication and omni-channel campaigns, then yes, you do need a few more skill sets. You know, you need a few, a little bit more expertise, and more people come to the party and start playing. But you grow, and you, you know, you, you grow at a, at a at a rate and a scale that matches your business and what you want to do. And I guess XMPI, you've been doing this for well, how many years now? Uh, we celebrated our twenty-first year this year. Twenty-first year. Okay. And what does XMPI actually stand for? Is it is it just a name, or does it mean anything? Well, XMPI actually, no, when uh, XMPI was founded, it actually it was uh, put together. It actually stands for cross-media personalization in e-business. Okay, makes sense. That makes sense. So, Ender, perhaps we can bring you in at this point. We talked a little bit about uh, XMPI, what it can do, what it is, where it comes from, what it means. Uh, let's talk about the customers because 21 years, you've got plenty of customers in Australia, New Zealand, around the world. Um, what's the experience of some of those customers? Where, where have they come from and what are they doing with XMPI? How is it growing their business? Today, Wayne. Cheers. Thanks. Um, look, I think it's from a, I suppose, a sales point of view. From my point of view, when I when I introduce XMPI to a, to a print owner, and talk about what are they currently doing, and what percentage of marketing budgets do they think they're getting from existing customers, and what percentage of the marketing budget is print, and what percentage of the marketing budget is not print, they sort of have a light bulb moment then, and I go, you know. If you present the strategy to your existing customer base and look at a print job that you may have done three months ago or six months ago or a regular print job and then show them different versions and how you can measure it and how you can increase the ROI on us, then you start seeing the the want to know more and we want to educate their salespeople because at the end of the day, they're the people who are going to sell the investment. So we see a lot of customers start off with an immediate need because some of them have come to the customer and say, can you print this for me? And we've also seen customers who have been proactive and said, we know we need to future-proof the application because the application won't exist in a year's time or in six months' time. So it's a combination of both. But I sort of have the same approach as in, you know, let's look at your top 12 customers. Let's look at what you're doing for them. Let's look at the revenue you're getting. Let's look at the amount of jobs. And if they're in the digital print space, I always ask, what percentage of your digital volume today do you think is actually variable? And they either are not sure or it's maybe 3 to 5%. And you know when we when David and I talk about um, variable data, it's not a glorified mail merge on a shell. We want to change content, we want to change images, we want to change messaging. You know, and I like to use the phrase that if if, if digital print is short run, 
in the X and Pi space, short run can be one because we want everything to be completely unique and measured. Because if you can't measure it, don't do it. Okay, so um, short run, one variable data. Is this something that as printing companies, when you have these conversations with them, are they engaging with you and understanding, yep, this is something that can really benefit our business if we can take it on board? Look, absolutely, absolutely. Um, We work with them. We talk about a specific client, which we know may be the low-hanging fruit for their business. We might do a proof of concept for them. We might go on a sales call or a WebEx with the customer's salespeople so that, you know, they're not just quoting price per thousand. It's a different conversation with a different person. Typically, it might be that a large commercial printer is dealing with procurement. We want to have a different style conversation with the same organization, but with a marketing, finance, operations style of people, because they're the ones at the end of the day who control the budgets. The finance person is putting pressure on the marketing person to increase the brand and reduce the costs. So we know that if we do the XMPI strategy, we will get a better ROI. You know, there's enough case studies out there to talk about static content giving you, you know, the automobile industry with those case studies that will say uh, 0.8 of a percent of a response rate in the automobile industry. Retail, maybe 2%. Um, finance, maybe 1.2%. If you do the, the, the multi-channel marketing, the variable data, you'll get a significant increase. And I guess that translates into the printer being able to charge or re- get himself a significant margin compared with... It is. Know. And when, when you get into you know, what Dave was talking about, the full omnichannel platform, one of, the, one of the tasks I always do is a session with salespeople in a commercial printer is how do you charge for a multi-channel campaign? You know, if you had 12 customers on this podcast they would all give you different answers some of them are price per conversion some of them are price per record some of them are price per campaign you know one of the things that i have always found you know really beneficial over the last nine years is attending the global XMPI user group conference because you get customers willing to share their experiences, their pain points, their successes, and their customer feedback. You know, obviously, with COVID, we haven't been able to do one this year. Um, hopefully, 2022 will be able to resume. Uh, I, I, Dave, um, Wayne, hang on a second. My phone is ringing. Let me see who it is. Oh, it's actually... Um, Steve from Flagstaff, one of my good customers. Um, Grant, can we bring him into the – is it possible to merge my mobile with this session? Because Steve's a really big advocate of XMPI. Okay. I'll see if we can give it a go, mate. Uh, it's not normally what we do, but we'll give it a whirl. Cheers. Appreciate it. Who's call, Who's that online too? Hey, Ender. It's uh, Steve from Flagstaff Group. How's it going? Good, mate. Good, good. Welcome. We're, we're, we're just recording a podcast, so oh, okay. it's, timely, it's timely that you rang. We're talking about XMPI with Wayne from Print21, and uh, we were just discussing customers' journeys and their various experiences in XMPI, so uh, it's nice that you've joined. How's life? Okay. All good? Yeah, very well. Um, you know, very busy at the moment. What about yourself? Look, you know, it's... COVID has changed the way we do business, so we're busy adapting 
printers are busy adapting, some of the new technology that we have has enhanced customers' experiences, etc. Um, but it's timely. Tell me, Steve, I know you've had XMPI now for a long time, um, probably mm-hmm. seven, eight years now. Now that you're online, tell me, what was the, what was the, the light bulb moment back then that said, hey, I want to go know more about Storeflow, web to print well, at that time, we were really looking, I guess, for a, a point of difference. Um, you know, there were millions of printers out, especially in our area, uh, and we needed something to sort of diversify our offering. Uh, the other thing is we really wanted to create a customer stickiness. Um, you know, we would have customers that would come in, transact with us once, and then would never hear from them again. So what we did is when we went to Storeflow, we were able to, you know, put all their catalogue up online, uh, and then they were able to basically transact directly through us. Um, and what we found is that it made them basically stay with us, and that was exactly what we were looking for. And, you know, the the, the learning curve, I suppose, um you know, to change management, change sales behaviors about going online and business as usual, as we say, is always, is you know, business as usual should be online. Was that a, a significant learning curve? Was it fairly easy to sell the value or how did you, you know, how, to, how did Flagstaff deal with it from a management point of view? Look, I think it was a pretty easy sell for us. I think it's very easy to see the value in a print store. Basically, you can show a customer, or even back when we started, you could show the sales team exactly what they were selling. So they could see the products, they could see the value in it, they could see the efficiency. So they would could see that they were saving time by having this thing, this tool that basically, you know, took away the quoting, took away the pre-press, took away the finance at the end. Um, so I think the value was was there. It was right in front of them. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty easy transition. Steve, oh. tell me, I mean, from you, you mentioned that you wanted to create something which was sticky. Mm-hmm. How, stick, how sticky has that been for your customers and your clients? Um, yeah, look, it's been really successful. Um I don't even think at the start we really realised how successful it it would be. Uh, One of the customers we were looking at recently, uh, basically we started with them with only six products online, Mm -hmm. Uh, just, you know, the regular stuff, business card, name badge, a couple of catalogues, that was it. Uh, And we've just looked after 18 months, we now have 40 products online for that one customer. And, you know, they're putting through regular transactions all the time. It's, It's amazing. That's, that's incredible. I mean, is is that because it's been made easy, or is that because they're getting something they can't get anywhere else? I think a little bit of both. I think they yeah. can see the the easiness because the the one thing that you're doing is you're saving them time, right? So um, they don't have to stuff around, get going through sales, getting a quote, looking at the you know, the artwork, making sure it's right. And a lot of those things have several hoops internally for them. So they basically can see that it's going to save hours of their day um, organising this stuff. They can just jump online. They can see exactly what they need and they can get it straight away. It's um, it's something that, yeah, I think they can see the ease of use and the value. So, I mean, obviously stick, stickiness comes from helping the clients make their lives easier or save them time or money or resource, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Hey, Steve, here's an observation. A lot of the time, traditionally, you know, you might be dealing with a certain person and a certain customer, and that person leaves, and this new person comes in. And, you know, traditionally, sometimes, oh, well, we don't have that relationship with that account anymore because this person has left. 
Because of the store flow, have you seen those stories, but because they have the stickiness, it doesn't matter about the person? The brand of the company is still there? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the the big thing is that our customers build, you know, ordering, you know, their prints into a process. So once someone leaves, the new person just picks up the old process, which, you know, they jump on, they say, oh, look, it's uh, the Flagstaff web portals where they've got to go to order print. They just go straight there and they order. They also, it takes away a bit of that angst about calling someone new that they don't know to try and put an order in. It's just, it's just they're ready to go and they don't even have to talk to anyone. And your move into, I suppose, phase two, you know, we always talk about the Lego blocks of XMPI in phase one, phase two, et cetera. Uh, the move back in 2019 into the omni-channel, multi-channel marketing side of the business, you know, I mean, that was, a, I suppose, a, a learning curve, but a valuable investment to add more value to your clients. Absolutely. Um, I think it was it was almost similar to taking Storeflow on in, in the first instance. We were sort of looking for another way to diversify. Obviously, printing something that um, is, is quite challenging. The market's been, you know, challenging for quite some time. So we wanted another way to, to you know, get outside that traditional print and, you know, just get more of that uh, marketing budget uh, from our, even our existing customers. So the journey, uh, basically, that was, the, I guess, the light bulb moment. But then sort of moving on from that, it was trying to convince our sales team that we could sell, you know, this marketing tool, which was definitely challenging. Uh, that was a little bit harder than uh, Storeflow. It, it's not as tangible. It's not as easy to see uh, the value in it. Um, and the thing is, it's not like print where you just go to a customer, you have one meeting, you sell it in one go. It's, it's something where you have to go and do maybe three or four meetings before you make a sale. Um, so there was quite a few sessions with our team to, to understand that. But once we finally did make that decision, it's been a, a really good choice for us. And I suppose last year, you know, COVID hit the, hit, hit, hit the globe. Did you see... I suppose, customers' applications adapting to COVID? Yeah, definitely. So we had um, we had quite uh, a few different inquiries that we'd never had before and just a way to communicate, you know, our customers communicating with their customers. And, um, you know, we were doing more digital than we'd ever seen before and it was through the, the omni-channel uh, approach, you know, and, and in some instances we were taking print out of that approach, but, you know, it was fine because we're still able to transact with our customers. Excellent. David, what are you thinking? Steve, what are your thoughts? Steve, my question to you is like, as a commercial printer, when you talk to your clients around omni-channel and uh, cross-media, do they get it? Uh, honestly, not every time, not first go. Uh, I think it's that sort of uh, shiny monkey syndrome at times where <laughs> they basically say, oh, yeah, we love it, we, we want it, but they really don't know what we're talking about. Um, so so I think how do you help them? So I think we've got to, you sort of need to break it down and, you know, mm -hmm. talk to them, you go, do you know what an email broadcast is? Do you know what an SMS broadcast is? And they start yeah. going, yes, yes. And then it's basically saying, well, what we do is we bring it all together. We're going to put it on one platform and we're going to personalize it. It's not going to be that traditional sort of spray and pray approach that they might have done before. It's, it's you know, it's more targeted and it's more specific. So it makes it more attractive to their customers. And I think, 
you know, it, it's still some, not something you, you get across in that first meeting, but, you know, the, the gears start working in their head. They start to think, oh, okay, I can see why that would work or, or why that might work for their customers. And then, you know, the second meeting, you, you flesh out a bit more detail. You might give them a bit more, uh, some groundwork for an approach that we might take. And, and then they start to really get the idea and can start to really, you know, see the value. It's, I mean, we we use you know we we talk about using Circle X and by Circle as a way of you know delivering these these sort of technology. But do you use Circle in a in a pre sales role to do just that to explain to them how things come together and what what it is that they could be doing? Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, that's probably the first thing we do show them is uh, we take them to the circle, yeah. uh, and then we can just map out a basic campaign. And it might not be something that we ever end up using, but they can actually see all the different channels working together and how they link to each other. So that you know, if uh, their customer clicks on this link, it's going to take them to this this personalized page where they can enter the you know more of their details or interests or whatever it is. And then once they click register, it's going to send them a confirmation email and. Uh, they can see all those channels working together and it's all in one spot, which, you know, traditionally it's like, it's almost like five mini different campaigns that they have sure, to sure. manage separately. Uh, did you ever, I mean, do you ever get the, the clients looking at you saying, well, as, as a printer, why, why am I talking to you about digital marketing? Uh, yeah, I think that definitely you, you, there's definitely needed to be some work in that space to um, change yeah. mindsets. And I think once you can show them the tools and, and and particularly the data that you can get at the back end, I think that's when they start changing. You know, sure. I think all marketers are really changing their mind now and they they need they know they need a, an analytical approach, not just, you know, have this great idea, put it out there, but then never capture any information and you know, then there goes your ROI like I think now they realise that they need to bring something tangible back to the business to show, look, this campaign actually did deliver and, you know, it's brought us on X amount of customers or X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, I mean, again, I guess the, the way of traditional marketing shifts from being like a linear campaign to what I would call it a traditional campaign where it starts on a Monday, you know, and then like three weeks' time it finishes. Are you, are you running omni-channel campaigns over and over again? Is it like a one a one campaign and then nothing, or are you then actually rolling that into something bigger? Um, I guess we haven't quite got there to the campaigns on demand. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that's probably our next step, to be honest. Um, I really like the efficiency there, and I know that it definitely will provide some of our customers a lot of value. Um, look, it's one of those things that, once we can, you know, build this perfect campaign, I know that our customers are going to say, you know what, we're going to run that campaign next quarter or we're going to run it next year. It's going to be the same campaign again. Uh, we haven't quite got there yet, but that's definitely our next step. Excellent. Good to hear. Good to hear. What's next? What's next for Flagstaff? Um, yeah, I guess, well, that's that's probably it. The, the campaigns on demand is definitely uh, our next thing. We're going to have a really big push in this next financial year for, for more omni-channel customers. Uh, we really can see the value uh, in it, and we think that it's going to be something that can really also push our print and mail volumes. Um, it's one of those things that uh, it's been the, the strategy for a while, but we probably haven't given it as much time as we would like. So this financial year is going to be the year. It's funny, just before you called in, Steve, um, we were just discussing video and personalised video, you know, as part of 
a not just doing video for the sake of doing video, but video as part of the omni-channel experience, along with print and email and personalized websites, etc. Have you ever been asked about video or have you come across much of the personalization of video? I haven't actually seen it just yet, Endo, but it is definitely intriguing and I'd love to definitely love to have a look. Well. I'll, I'll, I'll come and visit. I'll come and visit. Yeah, please do. No, excellent. Listen, thanks for calling. Really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem at all, Ando, any time. No worries. We'll speak soon and uh, I'll come and visit you. No worries. See you, mate. All right. Thanks, buddy. All the best. Well, one of the points that Steve made there, uh, and it's a key one, I guess, um, where then uh, does uh, printer find customers for its XMPI solution? Are, are they new customers or existing customers buying print who want a personalized or a cross-media service or, or both? Look, I think the path of least resistance is to look in your own backyard. Look, look at what you're doing for them and try and figure out who in, in, in that organization owns the digital strategy. You know, I mean, sometimes in large organizations, you, there'll, there'll be three different marketing departments. You know, there'll be the marketing operations, there'll be the digital marketing, and there might be traditional marketing. They might be using three different databases. That's true. That's true. Dave, um, thoughts from your perspective? I think exactly what you said there, Inda, but I think for any digital printer, that their business is print to try and get into these markets isn't particularly easy. And I think the best advice I can give and I give to some of our customers is to just talk. You know, it's so easy as a printer to just listen and say, what is it you want? You want to pay for a thousand for this? You want a thousand of those? And really talk about commodity. But I think if printers start having the conversation with their clients, with their customers, is what is it you're actually doing? Why is it you're printing this piece? What's the audience? And you start to ask the why questions and you start to understand their business. Then you find these little pockets of you know, opportunity. Well, actually, I'm doing that print postcard for you every month. What if we started to personalize it? What if we split that up into you know, different pieces for different parts of the organization? Would that help you? Then you start to slowly you know, edge in and you get these sticky customers and then you start to build a business and then it starts to snowball because you now become a trusted advisor for their business. Saying, oh, no. And how, oh, I've got this customer asking me to do this. How would you do that? What could I do? And you start to let that ball rolling. And presumably with your experience and uh, engagement with the market over the years, uh, you've got plenty of examples of printing companies that have done just that they've started a little because you mentioned earlier david xmpi scalable you can start off with little and grow it as you go along and those print business print businesses presumably have, have taken that approach that you just talked about yeah i mean again it's it's not one size fits all we have organizations that you know need the the scale from day one we have many organizations that you know start from the desktop. They just they have a digital press. They want to be able to grow their volume. They want to be able to get more customers. You know, they're fighting on commodity price. So for them, you know, starting with the, the desktop tools from XMPI gives them that opportunity. You know, they can build the volume. Then, you know, if that goes in a, in a in a successful way, they can scale that out to start doing, you know, web to print or put marketing portals together. Then potentially take that one step further and go to full omni channel. And we've got you know, customers around the globe that have you know, started down this path of just you know, investing XMPI to to build the business and build the build the volume. 
but then successfully, you know, going one step after another step and growing the business where X empires now become intrinsic part of their business. You know, they're, they're talking about it to every customer, not actually talk about X empire, but talking about what they can do for clients you know, in every conversation. So you are seeing print businesses that are transitioning just from a pure ink on paper operation into now a full marketing services business, digital marketing services. Um, Endo, do you want to say something here? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, one of the observations as well is, you know, as the business grows, they end up um, hiring a different style of employee, you know, more, um, more, more heavily into data, maybe more heavily into user experience or web design rather than traditional prepress. You know, I mean, obviously with the Adobe strength from our plugins, everything is based around the Adobe principle. But um, yeah, absolutely, customers will, will, will evolve and change. Um, but they do it as they progress and as their customers demand more from it's them. It's probably worth also adding to that end of the, you know, because of this, because of the modularity of the, the software, Wayne, you know, I don't have to have all those skills internally as a, as a, as a user, you know, because we separate the design away from the data, away from the production, that I can start to use external designers. I can use external you know, skill sets for putting some of this stuff together, working with the data as a print business is the, the one that's running X and Pi. Yeah, I'm focused on the delivery, but I don't have to be everything. I don't have to have all the skills internally. I can work with my customer skill sets. I can work with external skill sets to put these campaigns together. Yeah, well, that's good to know because many printers would be possibly daunted, particularly as small to medium sized ones. Uh, but if they can, if they can, uh, I think you use the, uh, allegory of the Lego blocks earlier, and uh, if they can kind of build it, uh, who doesn't love Lego? You know, if we can, if they can kind of build it up gradually, then that uh, is going to be. And, a and, and we work with developers and third-party offerings as well. You know, to to make that easier for 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 customers who don't want to invest in the skill sets from day one. I guess uh, XMPI twenty-one years in the market. Um, how have you seen the market for your services? Uh, develop over the years, especially to come today, where it seems like the world is increasingly uh, digital. You know, you, hardly anyone's reading newspapers. Everyone's looking at a smartphone these days. How, how have you seen it from your perspective? Maybe I can ask you that, David. I think I've seen the industry change quite dramatically, and I think you know, it, print has always had a bit of a, a, a battle to you know stay, and I think X and Pi and, and businesses have, have really helped. Um, to grow those volumes and just to bring those conversations closer. And I think what the biggest thing that's changed is us as consumers. You know, if you go back 20 years as a consumer, Wayne, your, you know, what you wanted was very different than what you want now. You know, in today's generation, I want information now. I'm interested in buying a house now. I don't want to wait three weeks for a, a brochure to land on my doorstep. I don't want to wait a couple of days for something to happen. I need the information now. I think that's the, the the biggest impetus for change, where organisations are looking. At, okay, I've got to get closer to my consumers. You know, more and more consumers are now able to stay anonymous, and I need to get closer to them. I need to understand what it is they're doing from a brand perspective. And this is where we're we're helping. We're helping you know, brands and, and businesses get closer to their customers and their customers' customers, and start engaging in these conversations, whether that's in print or whether it's in digital, and not in exactly the same way. Well, that all sounds, from what you guys are saying, exactly where printers need to be heading towards, certainly adding it into their portfolio or armory, some kind of digital marketing, because we know the world's going in a digital way. I was just going to say, Wayne, you know, one of the things I've seen, and Steve, you know, the, the, who, who rang in there, were customers who have had 
XMPI for a while and are experienced and it's their new norm. They were very quickly able to react to COVID. And I've seen several brilliant examples of COVID stores for B2C and B2B where you can go online. And then since, you know, we brought out a kitting feature just at the start of COVID, to be able to offer a COVID kit, you know, floor decals, window decals, A-frames, everything like that. And that has really helped bolster some customers with revenue that they'd never even think of because it didn't exist. And you're able to do that, and you're saying, because of what, the flexibility of your system? They've had the store and they, they've had XMPI for a while. So to build a store, to go online, is taking, you know, a matter of hours or maybe a day or two to create the artwork. But you can do something, you know, reactively for something like COVID. Yeah, terrific. Uh, David, do you want to say something? I was, I was just going to add in there. I was just start, start thinking. That it's another th- another like, example here is that like, I've been talking about like, QR codes for many, okay, many years. I won't say how many years, I'll just say many years. Um, it's, it's when we talk about X, X and Pi, like 21 years of innovation, we've, we've, we haven't changed drastically. We've had this like, technology and capability for many years. But you know, 10 years ago, talking about like, QR codes, it was like, well, why? Why would, I, why would I need those? But I think one thing that has really hit us in the last 24 months with COVID and the, the surgence of use of QR codes, that, that ability of just having a humble piece of you know, code on a paper that does something and this is where we've always been able to do that to be able to like deliver personalized qr codes that don't just take me to a static web page that start to engage and you know it's it's what we've always been able to do but now it's coming into the front and people are now needing it and xmp is there as a technology provider that can deliver this you're absolutely right and all printers now know they need to look at integrating digital uh, well, not all of them, but many of them uh, are going to be looking looking at this and looking at companies like XMPI as a solution to get them into a whole new market that their customers are asking for, that the world's turning to. Uh, Endo, maybe I can ask you to finish off with here for this particular uh, podcast. If someone's interested in XMPI now or interested in digital marketing, interested in personalization, uh, what can they do? What can the next steps be? What are you offering them? Well, actually, quite timely. Um, what I'm doing in the July-August um, edition of Print 21, Wayne, is we, David and I, have created a promotion. So there's an editorial that you and I are working on, and we have a we have a call to action in the advert to scan the QR code and get a 90-day free, uh, no obligation trial for the desktop tools. And, and that will allow them to do a live job, um, create VDP, take an old job, and modify it, change it so they can use it as a selling tool themselves and go back to their clients and say, well, look, you give us this job. How about you think this as an alternative and show them different versions? And when when we do that, I'd say 100% of the time, the customer goes, why wouldn't I? You know, so it's a softly, softly approach, but that also gives them them access to our e-learning facility, campus.xmpi.com. There's a wealth of knowledge in there. Um, and then obviously, David has created a automatic campaign that triggers the process in the background to send me the lead, to send them the key. And then I'll be hosting bi-monthly webinars um, to introduce everybody to the desktop tools and we'll show them how to use the tutorial, register, etc., and hopefully welcome them to the XMPI family. 
Okay, and that's all and on a 90-day no-obligation 90-day no-obligation. Okay. And subtly, we're doing it in July because it leads us up beautifully to pack print in late September. And then I'll be hosting our traditional lunch and learn. So we do it at we did this at Printex. We did this at PackPrint back in 2016. So hopefully all going well. We'll do it again in September this year. And we'll have obviously have to make it COVID-friendly. But then we'll have our customers there. We'll have our prospects there. So it'll be a good networking event. It's always well attended. And it's always well received. Okay. So Prince will be able to talk to you, see you personally there. I don't think you'll be able to come over, David. Unfortunately not. restrictions. No, but the the, the, the XMPI team here based in Australia will all be there. Uh, and most anybody who's in the XMPI family knows us well. But anybody who, you know, does the ad and scans the code, um, everybody's welcome. And we'll have more about this. We'll have more to say about that in uh, future editions in Print21 and through our own social channels. Okay, well, I'm sure you'll get a good audience there at the uh, at the Pack Prints. And uh, um Listen, guys, thanks so much for coming on, David. Thank you very much, Wayne. I'd like to say all the way from London, but actually we're all online, so we're all on the world. David Baldara, Marketing Operations Manager, Ender Kavanagh, Regional Sales Manager, Asia Pacific. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been illuminating. It's been inspiring, and hopefully it's given some insight into print businesses as to one of the ways they can think about developing their business. That's it for this issue of The Print Files from Print21. This is me, Wayne Robinson, signing off. Thanks, Ender. Thanks, David. Cheers. Thank you. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact Print21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.